All right. Do you have ADHD? Do you know someone who has ADHD? Have you been recently diagnosed with ADHD? Do you think you have ADHD? Does your family member, your husband, your wife, your best friend have ADHD? Does your business partner have ADHD? Um, I am here to help you if you identify as a coach, a creator, a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, and someone who has either had a lot of success but now feels stuck or someone who is yet to have that success and feels stuck. Um, I've made millions, but I've also uh, spent millions and almost went bankrupt in 2016. And I have been a self-employed entrepreneur for the last 19 years. I want to share things that I've learned having recently in the last 12 months uh, done a probably 10,000 hour deep dive and thousands of dollars on learning about ADHD. And I'm going to be sharing some things like these brain scans I got and all these different concepts like bats and BDTs and the Red Sea and flowing versus concentrating and a whole slew of other things from procrastination and fear with you to help you out. Um, these are things that I wish I knew. If the biggest thing, it would have saved me a lot of stress and I'd probably have a ton more money in the bank right now. Um, and the thing through all my research is a lot of people with ADHD, they're bad with money. Uh, they might be able to be great at making it, but they're not necessarily great at managing it. And it can be a superpower if managed, and it can be a curse if not. Um, I'm not here to change anything. I don't have any regrets. Um, I would say if I changed anything, it would change everything. So I am who I am today and I embrace it. But I found that I was very frustrated with the information that was out there because a lot of the information is either very clinical, it is directed towards parenting, it's directed towards children, or it's people, and there's no judgment here, who couldn't quite succeed in employment, got help from potentially an ADHD coach, and then decided to become an ADHD coach, and they may be succeeding in business as an ADHD coach, but they that's the only business they've ever had. And so I am a coach and I love coaching. It is my calling. I didn't choose it. I feel like it chose me, but I have generated far more income and financial success in the video production company that I ultimately in, in a lot of ways still have today, um, but that I ran and generated pretty much 98% of my income between 2004 and uh, the big C hitting in 2020. And that was when I finally, I broke $100,000 in revenue two years out of high school. Didn't go to college, started my business right out of high school, actually while I was in high school. But it took me a decade to break $100,000 in a single year in revenue in coaching. And a lot of that I give to the fact that I think there's a lot of people out there selling courses and programs and books and trainings where they're generalized information that is essentially the equivalent of Someone who has 20-20 vision, has no idea that glasses exist, and you're having vision problems. And with those vision problems, you are essentially, which is the crazy part, asking somebody who has no vision problems and um, can see perfectly. And you're asking them for help with your vision. And they give you all these different solutions that will help you in all aspects of life, all the all the tips and tricks and tactics and things that they may give you will help you. You know, working out, sleeping better, you know, doing healthy things, exercise, uh, uh, you know, diet, uh, the different tips and tactics that are out there, they can all help. But at the end of the day, we implement all these different tips and tricks and tactics and hacks. But if we don't get help with our eyesight, then we still can't see at the end of all that. 
and why I believe I broke $100,000 in revenue in two years out of high school, not knowing anything, not having any connections anywhere near later, the, the, what I had later in life is because I started learning from people who were great at getting me to pull out my credit card and give them money. But that was where it ended a lot of times because they didn't have the awareness of people who are neurodivergent, who have ADHD, who have dyslexia, who have learning uh, differences. And so as a byproduct, if you had 20-20 vision, if things are perfect for you in, in your brain and all is just you know your neurotypical you know regular air quote person, then these things can work really well. But a lot of the courses and programs out there, uh, you need a prescription pair of glasses. You need some extra help. You need to fine tune the information and the advice to you because at times it's more difficult for you to do things. So I'm going to get right into it. I always say this doesn't have anything to do with medication. Some people I have found... Um, need it, and it works really well. I've yet to ever take any kind of medications. Uh, never been big into alcohol, drugs, or anything in my entire life, actually. And so, um, you know, I have only since gotten the diagnosis of ADHD in the last really 12 months, like I said, and put 10,000 hours in. Prior to that, I thought it was bad parenting and a kid that can't sit still. That was about how naive and ignorant I was around it. And now I've watched thousands of hours of videos, podcasts, books, trainings. Like I said here, I'm going to go into in a second here, um, these brain scans that I got. Um, I got obsessed because I was struggling with certain areas to help some of my clients. And in certain areas, I was struggling in my own life because I was the MIA inspired imperfect action guy for most of my life. And that's how I had a lot of the success I had. I mean, I've gotten to um, work with people like Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and Lewis Howes and Brendan Bouchard and Derek Halpern and Tim Ferriss and all these different people that I've gotten to work with uh, in my career in video production and got to travel the world, all this stuff. I've got to thrive and I barely survived and everywhere in between. And so I was struggling over the last few years in a lot of ways. And I was becoming an MOA guy. I was massively overthinking all my actions guy. And I was really confused. Why am I overthinking all my actions? I used to just take action. I didn't even think twice. And that's how I had a lot of the success. I didn't uh, pay as much of attention. When I was told if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't succeed. I guess I didn't respect those people and I didn't listen. And I proved them wrong. Um, and at the end of the day, later in my life, the people that I was learning from, and maybe that's you, some of the people you're learning from, all the big YouTubers, people with a lot of uh, big following and, and likes and subscribers and yada, 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 you may respect them more than you respect yourself. And you're listening to these people who essentially are have no investment in your life and don't know anything about you. And the information typically is very generalized. And so I found, though, that when I knew what I wanted and I asked people for advice and support and help, that I kept getting things, well, well here's what I would do if I were you. And essentially people continuing to tell me when I wanted to get into coaching way back in 2011, 2012, that, oh, you need a course, you need a program, you need a step-by-step, -step, you need a framework, you need a formula, you need this system, you need this. And I kept trying to do all these things for years and years and years, and I just kept struggling. And then I'm filming all these events of all these thought leaders and these speakers and these people are spending $75,000 on masterminds and they're going from mastermind to mastermind and course to course and they're all struggling. They're not making any money. These people are going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And in a lot of ways, that had become me. I'd become a person who had gone deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. 
And yet I had had all this success, so I was very confused. I've been very blessed to be able to had been a person who basically got out of high school and I went up, 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 up until really 2013. But it wasn't until 2016 that I was getting uh, turning 30, getting married, and I was almost going to go bankrupt. I was literally, everyone I was talking to, all these influential people, I got two pieces of advice. Two. Don't pay my credit cards ever again and go bankrupt. That was it. And I had one guy who finally told me, he goes, I had two or $3 million of debt and I got out of it in two or three years. You can do it too. And yada, yada, yada. And I ended up focusing back on my sweet spot in video production and my income went way back up for the next few years. But in 2019, I couldn't handle it anymore. Me speaking, me encouraging, motivating, coaching. Like I said, I feel like I didn't choose it. It chose me. It is my calling. It is my destiny. And um, I kicked it back up and my income shot way back down. And so really over those next few years, uh, like I said, I became an MOA person. And I, I connect the MOA, the massively overthinking my thoughts. I don't know if you sit and spend a lot of time overthinking or not. Um, like I said, I used to be a guy who didn't spend too much time thinking and a lot more time doing. That's how I had the success I had. But then I became a guy who spent more time thinking than I did doing. And that's where I'm going to tie in what happened when I learned from my brain scans and, and when it comes to procrastination, when it comes to fear, because the things I've learned and the things I've observed, because I've been able to connect all these different dots, I haven't heard really anywhere else because I think that uh, procrastination gets misunderstood. Fear gets misunderstood. But, you know, I love spicy food, but spicy food doesn't love me. And so there are things that I love that I am great at, that I don't have fear around that I know what to do, I'm motivated to do, and yet I do not do it. What's going on there? And I'll get into BDTs and BATs here in just a second. Um, because for me, it's not that I'm fearing this. Like getting on here, you'll see, I'm going to have some slides and a few things. That's not my normal mode of operandus. If you subscribe to my channel, if you look at other lives, I usually just get on and I go, right? But I had a little bit of preparation and a little bit of structure. I made a little bit of slides, but for me, that's a brain deactivating task. And so my brain, the more things you do, the more actions you take, ultimately what happens is, is that you start having what I call stove moments. And these stove moments start to stack. And so stove moments to me are, you know, you touch the stove, don't do that again. So the more you have death in your life, you have struggle, stress, trauma, low self-esteem, you, you, you stop and start and stop and start. And pe especially people who have ADHD, especially people who are neurodivergent, multi-passionate, multi-potentialite. They have a really hard time focusing. They have a really hard time sticking with something. They start and stop. They see the shiny object. They go off in a different direction. And it makes things really, really, really difficult uh, because when there's people around you and there's course creators, like somebody like a full-time filmmaker, right? Parker Wallbeck. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of him, but from all his behaviors, he's doing like $300,000 a month with his course for filmmakers, but he is able to stick with something for years. And I'm not saying he doesn't struggle. I've gotten to meet the guy. I've gotten to connect with the guy, almost a business with the guy. But at the end of the day, I look at him. I look at somebody like my wife. My wife has a really successful, she's sold 30,000 items on her Etsy store in the last few years. Um, I'm so proud of her. But my wife can do the same thing day in and day out, like a machine, like a robot. I said, she goes, well, I don't like everything I do. I said, yeah, but when you do the things you don't like, do you feel much different? She's like, no, I just don't like doing it. 
I'm like, see, that's the difference for me. There's things that I like to do, but when they're a deactivating task or activity, my brain wants to go do something else. So let's start digging into the brain scans. Rock and roll. Looks like a lot of people here. I don't know if that number's accurate. I've done a lot of lives, but it says there's 275 people on. So I'm a little like, holy crap. It's funny. When you expect there to be three, <laughs> you expect there to be three people, we're going to tell the people show up. You know, it's like, God dang, holy cow. Where are you all coming from? And do you have ADHD? Do you know somebody who has ADHD? Give it a like. Give it a love. Let me know where you're, you're coming in from. Uh, real excited to see a lot of people here. This is going to be really in-depth. Massive value. If you have questions, please ask. I love, it's one of the things with ADHD. You have uh, body doubling. People love the connection. You know, I used to do something called a same day edit for weddings. If I didn't edit that video the same day, I would never edit that video. Um, so let me know if there's actually uh, more than, I see Jennifer, I see Rob. So anyways, if there's actually 300 of you, let's see if we can get 20, 30, 40 comments. Leave some likes, leave some loves. Let's dig into... Uh, where do I want to start? Where do I start? And leave questions. I'm just real excited for you all to be on here. This is going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's dig in. God dang, God dang. All right. So let me, let's see here. Brain scans. So some people may have heard of the aiming clinics. Some people may have real negative thoughts about the aiming clinics. Some people uh, may love it, may hate it, anywhere in between. Um, but essentially, I overall like the things that Dr. Amen has to say. Um, but essentially, um, again, I've heard all sorts of different things once you start uh, digging in to the information. But I don't have a lot of necessarily actually great things to say about my experience with the overall process in the clinic itself. Um, but I am really, really, really happy that I got the uh, brain scans. Uh, because this really gave me a look underneath the hood at exactly what was actually going on when I'm, you know, uh, potentially procrastinating and when I'm not. And so when you look at my brain on the left here where it says activated brain and it says flowing, I got scanned one day where I had to just sit in a chair for 15 minutes and there was some music playing and I was just supposed to think and that was it. And then they scanned my brain. Then I came back a different day and I sat in a room for 15 minutes with a computer monitor and essentially um, uh, had to look at a screen that had X's and O's, ABC's and one, two, threes. And I was instructed to only hit the X and the space bar when there was an X on the screen. I did that for 15 minutes and then they scanned my brain. So the one on the right, they call this the concentration scan or the brain on the right is when I was concentrating, the brain on the left was when I was just basically chilling. Um, and so the red and the white is activity. As you can see, uh, my brain on the left there is very overactive in a lot of ways. Um, the brain on the, on the right, you see there is almost no activity going on at all. So that's where I've come up with it's very deactivated. Um, now the amygdala down here on the bottom, now I'm no medical expert here, by the way, but this is my understanding of, like I said, probably the 10,000 hours I put in the last year to understand myself, to better understand my clients. Um, and so it's been really, really helpful. And so for me, I'm right now in this moment on this left brain, I'm very activated. I'm flowing. I'm, I'm, it's fun. It's fulfilling. It feels good to my brain. Like I could do this for the next four hours straight. Right. And as long as there's people interacting and asking questions until I just like, okay, I got to go. Um, but otherwise like this is when I'm flowing now getting some of this going 
initially, and I kind of was going around because I, I, I'm having to concentrate and focus. So that's what happens on the right. So for example, I can essentially um, get a download, get inspired, have a, a, a spark or a thought, and I can do two things. I can speak it out loud or I can, um, uh, I can write. I can put my fingers in front of a keyboard. Now, if I put my fingers in front of the keyboard when I'm in one of these basically inspired flow states, I can sit in front of a computer. I can sit in front of this computer and not get distracted for four hours straight. Not go to the bathroom, not eat. Some people call that hyper-focus. But I'd be in a flow state. And so everything being equal except for now going into a concentration state. So i.e. I get done writing and now I've got to tweak that. I got to edit it. I got to readjust it. I'm going to you know, move things around and do all that. That's where my brain gets deactivated. And then when I'm sitting there in, in the flow state, like I said, I look like any normal person who just doesn't get distracted. But when I go into the deactivated brain, got to look at my phone, looking at things on my computer, get up. I got to go do other things. It doesn't feel good for my brain to do. So the more things on a daily basis that I have that are deactivating, then the more I'm going to procrastinate. Now, you can't know that this is where I'm going to bring this in. BATs and BDTs, brain activating activities and brain deactivating activities. So the initial flow state would have been a brain activating activity. That feels really good to do. Right now, this feels really good to do. Now, one of the things that I won't typically do regularly is put slides together because slides together are a brain deactivating task, right? So if I got to put a presentation together or I got to really think through, like this is not scripted. Initially, I wanted to think, how am I going to start this out? There are some slides. There was a little bit of a structure I wanted to have, but this might have never come out. And this is what I found in my life and what I found in my video production career is that I wasn't this planned, perfect, scripted, storyboarded, like do things in a certain way. I was a loose cannon, but yet it worked for me. And I embraced that. And when I got more into coaching and the people I learned from and a lot of the course creators um, that were out there, because here's the thing, there's a lot of celebrities, a lot of people who have ADHD, but they're not teaching it to entrepreneurs. They're not entrepreneurial, um, uh, they're not, excuse me, they're not, not entrepreneurial, but they're not teachers and mentors and coaches. They're just running their companies. They're just being the entertainer. They're being the athlete, right? And so um, for me, I think the people I was learning from were a lot of neurotypical people who really don't have ADHD, or if they do, they have no understanding, but they're very structured. They're very systems frameworks. And I've taken a lot of assessments and one assessment that Colby is, has been a really powerful uh, assessment, but understanding whether the things you're doing are bats or BDTs is so, so powerful because then you can start to navigate your life in such a way. This is what I call uh, the red sea. You can reduce, eliminate, delegate or collaborate the activities that are deactivating because the more time you have to spend every day in deactivating tasks, then the more you're likely to procrastinate. Now you can't know if something's a BDT or a BAT until you take an action. Action creates clarity. There's things you'll think you'll love. You'll love those things. You'll think you'll love. You'll hate those things. You'll think you'll hate. You'll love and love. You'll hate, et cetera, et cetera. But you have to do it to know it. And so the thing I'm doing right now or speaking in front of people or speaking in general was something I used to have like horrible anxiety 
and stress and fear. And I just never do it. So it could look like procrastination. Um, but the reality was I was just fearful. And then once I did it, I got the bug and more and more and more it infected me. And I wanted to do this and I love doing it. It's an activating task. It's an activating activity. Um, whereas there's other things that no matter what hack I've tried to do, you know, like slides, I'm not going to show up regularly week after week or day after day and put presentations together and put slides together and, and put bullet points and think point by point, step by step or word by word, what I'm going to say, I'll just never do it, which is what's happened over the last few years is I was overthinking everything and everything about marketing, everything about creation that's out there in the marketplace, there's do ads, don't do ads. There's do YouTube, don't do YouTube. Do Pinterest, don't do Pinterest. Do Pinterest and YouTube and TikTok and 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 um and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and all these different things and LinkedIn. And you should post 12 times a day on all these platforms, but they should be a certain way. You know, and if I'm going to do this video, I should have a certain intro. I should make five points, no more than five points, but no less than three points. But potentially you might have a 10th point, but who knows? And then those points should be two minutes apiece, right? And you, you should post them on certain days at certain times and certain frequencies. And all that was just paralyzing me. It was so not fun. And I had so much fun growing my video production company. And what I realized what's fun for one isn't fun for all. Someone can speak excuse me, everyone can speak for someone. There's someone on here right now that this is really resonating with, but it's not going to resonate with everybody. Not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to want to listen to me. Not everybody's going to care. And I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to extract out of people what they want to do, what would be best for them. That's what I do all the time in my coaching practice. So many people are stuck in the mud and confused and overthinking everything because there's so many options. There's this paradox of choice. And no matter what choice you make, you feel like you're making the wrong choice. And so something else I want, I want to read here to distinguish the difference between flowing and concentrating. This flowing, so let me bring this back up, right? The activated brain, the flowing brain versus the deactivated brain, the concentrating brain. Because both times I could be looking like I'm focused. But one, I'm, which is what I'll read. Flowing refers to a state of effortless and immersive focus where you feel fully absorbed in an activity. And it often involves a sense of enjoyment, time passing quickly, and a high level of intrinsic motivation. Concentrating pertains to a deliberate and intentional application of focus and mental effort. It involves directing one's attention towards a specific task or goal, often requiring sustained attention, analysis, or problem solving. And so what's interesting is if you take something like painting, uh, my wife, who I consider more neurotypical, she's still very, very creative, but very much, I believe, overall more neurotypical, wanted to paint our room for a while. And I just kept putting off, putting off. And then she comes at me with, oh, well, I'll make it fun. I'll be sweet and all these things. And she was. But painting requires a high level of, of focus and concentration. Because if I just willy-nilly go at the, at the walls, I'm going to have to do a lot of things over and everything else. And so for me, um, what's interesting is like, she's doing it. She's like, oh, so, so cathartic, so relaxing. She loves it so much. I'm like, oh, it's so painful for me. I'm getting distracted. She, you know, she jokes, cause it's like, I'm going, if there's four walls, she's just like wall one, boom, and like a machine. She's just doing wall one. And then she goes to wall two, right? For me, I'm like a little bit over here on wall one, a little bit over here on wall two, a little bit over here, looking at my phone and, 
She was so sweet and so good, but that was an example of something that was so difficult for me. And I see in my life now where, again, I have thrived and where I've survived and, and everywhere in between. And I've thrived typically with help. That was one thing that I don't think I really realized that I got lucky and blessed when I started my production company back in the day. I had a few buddies. We had no bills, no responsibilities, and we could go out for 250 bucks for a day and split it between three people and be thrilled. Um, and it was a blast, but I always had some help. And I think later in life, as I went to more virtual and I had less in person that I was connecting with people and at times had less help, that's where I started to struggle more and more and more. Um, and then, like I said, when the, when the big C hit and I ultimately got what I wanted, I wanted to stop traveling. I mean, I was, I always seemed to get what I want. At one point in time, I live in a, a, a small town here. Um, and if you have questions, be sure to leave your questions. There's a chunk of you here. I will take questions. Um, I don't know how long this is going to go. I apologize. You'll be able to catch a replay. It's streaming in a whole bunch of places. Uh, it'll be up on podcast eventually, probably next few days. Uh, but definitely you can go to YouTube, Michael Gebbin on YouTube. If you're not watching it on YouTube right now, Michael Gebbin, uh, Mind Mechanic on YouTube. Um, you can go to the mindmechanic.net um, slash Voxer. Um, anybody who might have to go, if you want to contact me there, um, I do a little test drives with my coaching, I'm very laid back. I won't push that real hard right now. You know, I'm here to help. Um, but, uh, but for people who may have to go. So, um, but so the thing is, that's it's interesting is like, I look and I had that help. And when I started to not have that help, so I got, sorry, I got what I want. There's a distracted brain for a second. I got what I wanted. Like I wanted to travel back in the day video. I thought, how cool would that be? There was videographers traveling for weddings and doing things. I thought, wow, that would be amazing. And lo and behold, I pretty much from 2011, 2012, almost didn't make a dime if I didn't get on a plane for like a decade. And I was traveling four to six, seven months out of the year. And for a long time, it was a lot of fun. I met a lot of incredible people. Um, it was an incredible journey. I, I don't really ultimately have any complaints. I just fell out of love with it. And, uh, and I got to a place where I, I, I wanted to and this is a, a key thing is a shifting our focus around our language. Because for a long time, I said, I don't want to do video anymore. I don't want to travel and I don't want to be in debt. But all my focus was on not traveling, no video and debt. And I had more video, more travel and more debt. It wasn't until around 2018 when I started to shift my focus and shift my language to, I want to stay home. I want to coach and I want to be abundant. Only problem is that I didn't say financially abundant. <laughs> I didn't say maybe how much that meant. Cause you can say you want to make more money and you can make an extra $5 over the next 12 months. And, um, you made more money, right? Um, it's kind of like a GPS. It can't get you anywhere. If you don't know where you're going, right? You just drive around, but just like on the back of a lot of Jeeps, not all those who wonder are lost, but there's some of you who feel like you're wandering around right now and you feel really lost. And I know for me, I, I've had the whole gamut of feeling super clear and confident and then feeling super, super lost. And I know it sucks to feel like you want to be somewhere other than potentially where you are, but you don't know where you want to be. And it just, you, you feel lost and you feel confused. And so, um, so anyways, so all this stuff, these BATs, the brain scans, the deactivating activities, you know, the Red Sea, what I realized is that if you know what you're procrastinating on, but you like to do something, because for me, like basically like 
walking around, bike rides, picking up the phone, talking to people, connection, conversation, um, all that's brain activated activities. I can do it all day. I could be on here. As long as I see there's a number of people on there, right? Like if there was no one on here and no comments and no interaction, I would probably not go more than 30 minutes to an hour max. But as long as there's a few people, as long as there's some engagement, I see those numbers rising and going up. I see some comments. That gives me that feedback that I'm doing an activity that's very activating. It really feels good for my brain. So I try to build a life now that I'm able to spend as much time as possible in the brain activating tasks, right? And I want to reduce as much as I can, however that looks. Like first I can look, can I eliminate this? Can it just be completely gotten rid of? We take something like taxes. Well, taxes can't be eliminated. So somebody's got to do them. And at least what I find, it shouldn't be me. <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm not here to give you tax advice, but I can tell you and I promise you that probably for a lot of people with ADHD, probably not the best thing that they should be trying to learn themselves. It's a very, very deactivating task. I always put it off. Um, and uh, yeah, so can't reduce it. I can reduce how much time I have to spend any time on it. But I got to do my best to delegate that off, have someone else do it. Um, and that's what I found at the times I thrived without knowing it. I was, you know, eliminating and delegating the different things. And in my video company, I was able to stay in my sweet spot. The peak of my income was $400,000 in a single year. Um, I had all the right people around me. And I just connected with people, met people. And I'd go, hey, me, connect with my right-hand man, Ryan. And that was it. And I was always flowing. I was always in the zone, like the majority of the time. And the times where if you're trying to build a business right now and a lot of online businesses, and at least what I find for me, depends on who you are and what you've got to do and what you're trying to build and what you're trying to set up. But for me, a lot of the online stuff overall are a lot of brain deactivators. There's far more deactivating tasks. Um, so there's far more deactivating tasks and activities I put that as activities instead of a task, but regardless, <laughs> I put BATs and then brain activating activities, uh, brain deactivating activities. But anyways, um, but essentially there's far more BDTs than there are BATs. And so what I found when it comes back to bringing up the stove moments is I was super young and naive and didn't know what I was doing when I started my production company, had very little trauma in my life. Uh, or death or anything else. Somebody else brought up PTSD, panic, anxiety attacks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so for me, what I found is, is the older I got, the more deaths I experienced, experienced the more um, things I did that didn't work out, the more it stored in my brain. And then the more it ultimately was having me become a procrastinator, the more it was having me put things off um, because my brain knew oh, you've already done this. This isn't going to work out. Oh, you've already done that. That's not going to work, right? But in the beginning, I hadn't any options. I didn't know what to do. There weren't many things to focus on. And I just did. And I took action and I had fun. Uh, but then the older I got, the more I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh God, that's going to be overwhelming. And I started talking myself out of everything before I even got started. Can anybody relate to that? Um, can anybody relate? And so um, it's been powerful to recognize this because now I know where my sweet spot is. Now I know where my strengths are. Now I know what to focus on. Now I know what to, you know, again, um, you know, to delegate, eliminate, or collaborate with somebody else. And it's really powerful because it feels really good, you know, and I have not felt such inner peace overall um, 
in my whole life. And even though in certain levels I've been generating less income than I did at certain times in my life, um, I've had an enormous amount of uh, inner peace and an immense amount of joy and satisfaction um, from having this self-awareness and having this understanding. And that there's just certain things that it's like a fish trying to climb a tree. You can keep wishing you were a, a freaking monkey or a bird and wish you could fly or vice versa. You can be a bird wishing you were a fish. But the more time we spend wishing we were something other than what we are, the more time that we'll struggle, the more challenge and difficulty we will have. You know, that whole Einstein, you know, judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree and it'll feel like it's stupid its whole life. And I think at times what I found is there was a lot of advice that I was getting that was great advice. It just wasn't great advice for me. You know, there's, there's uh rather than one size fits all, it's what size fits you, what works for you. And there's not enough of that going on because most courses and programs is a lot easier to scale. Right. If I was starting a glasses company, what would be easier to scale one that regular glasses for people with 2020 vision or one that every single person that orders needs a custom pair of uh, prescriptive glasses. And then if you get it quite wrong, they plugged in the wrong number and they get the glasses they're like, oh, it's not the right one. And oh, I put the wrong numbers in. Now I got to refund it or exchange it. It just can be a lot more than somebody who just can try on any pair of glasses and they're like, wow, it fits or it doesn't. And that's it. And so a lot of courses and programs that want to scale to the moon, it's generalizing and watering down the information so that it applies to everybody with a pulse. And the problem is, is a lot of people um, aren't aware of what's going, they're not self-aware enough to understand what's going on and why over and over again, they keep running into what I call with the BATs and the BDTs. When you have BDTs, it's like an invisible brick wall. You just can't figure out why we won't take the action, why you won't do it. And your brain just wants you to go do something else. It doesn't want you to do that thing because it doesn't feel good. And so I'm going to take a breather here for a second. Um, appreciate y'all being on here. I hope you're finding value in this. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And, uh, it's felt really great to do this. And I'd love to take any questions from any of you who've been on here. And if you've enjoyed this, leave it a like, leave it a love, leave me a comment. Let me know what your situation is. Um, you know, I'm going to continue to do more of these. They won't all, you know, uh, have slides or anything. I, I'm typically, cause that's one of the things I've decided to do. Rather than think, I've got to do all these things a certain way. This is the third live in a week. I was putting up videos once a week for the last like 11 weeks. I recorded like 11 videos in the beginning of February and was having an editor um, edit them and getting help and delegating. And the videos look great. But I, the last time up until the videos I've gone live this week, I hadn't recorded any other videos since February even though I was delegating, even though I was getting help, it wasn't fun. Like, this is fun. This has been fun today. The last few lives I've done have been fun because there's people, whether you like them or hate them, somebody like Joe Rogan who got a $280 million deal um, with Spotify a few years ago. The reality is I was studying and obsessed over all these people. How do they do what they do? When do they post? What's the pattern? What's the links? What does this? There's so many examples of success out there of people paving their own way and doing their own thing and doing it their way. And then people want to go, oh, you need to have three hour long podcasts. It's like, well, maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't go. Joe Rogan did not grow his podcast with a like a uh, real hardcore strategy of like, this is what I'm going to do to succeed. When you really look into um, his story, it was all accidental. He's just having fun. That was it. Uh, hey, you know, I love this question in one sentence. Why is ADHD and so on a superpower for entrepreneurs? Come on, my friend. 
do you have ADHD? <laughs> one sentence. That's like a, that's like, it's going to take me 10 sentences to say the, the non one sentence. Uh, why is it a superpower? I think that the ability, so here's the thing. I've gotten a lot of coaching. We'll just apply it to coaching. This won't be one sentence, obviously. Um, but I've had a lot of people who I have seeked support and help from where they haven't stopped me, but they'll let me go for 30, 40 minutes. I'm talking, I'm talking, talking. I'm hoping they're going to help me provide some feedback. And I get to the end and they go, do you have a point? Like, what's, what's the point? What? I, I don't understand. Like, what do, can you, can you wrap that up? Can you do it in one sentence? And that's my superpower. I can have people who they've had those kind of experiences where they feel so much shame and so much guilt and so much frustration because they have to talk things out. Uh, to, and I'll have a story for you, though, that I'll tie in here of an example where it can be a superpower um, with JetBlue in just a second. But I can hear somebody who the words they use, rant, ramble, um, verbal diarrhea, mouth vomiting, whatever other crazy words they want to use for not being able to have a, here's my question. Can you give me an answer? That's why I have found that I think there's a lot of people who aren't neurodivergent or ADHD or autistic and on the spectrum or whatever, that I've realized now that I've got this awareness that a lot of my clients and a lot of the people who resonate with me the most sit on that spectrum. And the people who don't, they think I'm a nice guy. I'm smiley. I'm friendly. You know, in video, it didn't really matter. And they would work with me. But like, as a lot of my content, a lot of my coaching, if you're not any of those things, then you're like, this guy is all over the freaking place. I, what is his point? What's he trying to make? Can he, can he wrap this up? Can he get to the point? And what I usually say is like, those aren't my people. I have clients who it's like for so long, I would battle these things. I'm talking too much. I'm not organized. I'm not this. I'm not that. And I would have my clients say, um, no, keep sharing the way you're sharing. Keep being so honest and vulnerable and, and doing your rambling or doing your thing. I, it, it resonates so much. It's so helpful. And so for me, it's taken a long time to embrace that rather than disgrace that. And that's what I want for you. I want you to embrace, whether you enjoy this or not, and you have ADHD or not, or any of those things, like embrace who you are, embrace what works for you. I think some of the worst critics we have out there are ourselves. We are the hardest on ourselves. So I want to I read one out. David Nealman, founder of JetBlue Airways and several other successful airlines. David Nealman has ADHD, has been open about his experiences um, and credits his ability to think differently as a key factor in his entrepreneurial success. I heard him once say, that he can more easily set up a 20-part complicated flight plan than he can to pay his light bill. Like, it is harder for him to go pay his light bill than it is for him to sit at the computer with a super complex thing and, and, and design a flight plan. And, by the way, for anybody who's curious, to the best of my knowledge, and I think it's um, Ned Hallowell, who's a big entrepreneurial kind of ADHD thought leader in the space, he talks about how David Nealman um, essentially designed the paperless ticket before any of the technology was really there. And he's like, who better to come up with a way to uh, be able to have and, you know, not have to forget your ticket than somebody who's always going to forget things. <laughs> right. So we have an ability to see things that others can't see and see things in ways that people can't see and connect dots that others can't connect as easily because we have divergent thinking patterns, not linear. Linear is like straight line. Right. Divergent is all over the place. And so, again, 
you don't understand these things and have self-awareness around this and harness these things and you allow other people to make you believe that you're wrong or it's bad or you're stupid or, you know, get in the straight line, get in order, do this, and you feel like, okay, I should, I should fit in, then you're probably going to really struggle. Simultaneously, if you're the person who is really good at having and liking a lot of structure and systems and step-by-steps and um, organization and going very linear, if you try to be the opposite, you're going to probably really struggle. And so it's back to that, that C in the Red Sea. Collaborate. There's nothing better than people who are the opposites working together. You know, I have so many examples of companies like uh, Strategic Coach, almost a $40 million coaching company now, started by uh, Bab Smith and Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan talks about how he was divorced once and bankrupt twice by the time he was 34 years old. And he's like, I would have been a, um, so you like that answer? It only says Facebook user, so I don't know who you are that asked me that question, <laughs> the one sentence question. I think that's you. Uh, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Babs and them. So he's like, I probably would have been a drunk, smart person who was doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm not going to lie. Like he figured out enough as a solo person to survive. But that's what I've seen. When I have the right people around me, I thrive rather than survive. And so he, by ch chance, luck, fate, whatever, met Bab Smith at an event. And she saw his superpower. She saw his genius. And she became his yin to his yang. And that company grew to what it is today at a $40 million company um, where he talks about unique ability. And unique ability really is a version of this understanding where your sweet spot is. What is your zone of genius? What's your BAT? And staying there. Because for every moment of every day that you can stay in some form of brain activating task versus a deactivating one, it will energize you. But the more things you do that you force and you pressure and you, you push yourself to do, any of us can do just about anything. But when you're doing the deactivating things, like I did, the way I recorded, I batch recorded these videos and tried to plan them all out. The doing of that was ultimately deactivating tasks. My brain didn't want to do it again. It wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable. So that's why I didn't do another one until three days ago. So the rest of February, March, April, and almost all of May. And yet now I've gone, it's like the third or fourth, I think it's the fourth time this week that I've gone live. I'm having a blast, but except for this one today, which I, um, uh, thought about a little bit before I got on here, but I really, I just, I really wanted to knock this one in a different, different way. Not that those others, I don't knock out of the park, but there was certain things I did want to cover. I wanted a little bit of visuals for it, but the rest of the things I usually talk about on a regular basis, my coaching, I don't have courses and programs and step-by-steps and formulas and frameworks and worksheets and PDFs and all these things. I just speak to people. I connect with people. I hear them. I help them feel seen and understood. And I help them, again, gain greater levels of clarity and confidence and direction and hope for their future. I had a client recently who, you know, uh, a year in on her birthday, she was in tears because she's like, a year ago, I had no hope for my future. And I wasn't excited about what was to come. And um, and for her to have this clarity and this and this and this focus and this direction and this excitement, and this confidence. I mean, it used to be when we would send each other audios, um, she'd I'd say she sent me a message on Monday. I respond on Monday. She might not respond till Friday or the next Monday. She'd listen to the audios three or four times and take notes and have to want to prepare. She was so afraid to speak. And now I can send her audios and she responds immediately and she just flows and she's confident. She wants to speak. She wants to share. She wants to help. She wants to serve. And she has PCOS and, um, 
and, and Graves disease and these different things. And she wants to help people. She's overcome it. And she's been able to do amazing things. And she is an amazing coach and a powerful woman. And yet she was so overwhelmed and, and confused and, and stuck and, and, and lost because there's so much conflicting advice out there. And nobody's helping people find what will work for them, what is right for them, what is best for them. Because what is best for you might not be best for me. So I am never here to say, here's what I would do if I were you. Because what I would do might not be what you should do. If I need glasses and you don't, that doesn't mean you should wear prescription glasses when your eyes are good. But if I need prescription glasses and yours don't, I must wear them. Either I got to get surgery or I got to get contacts or I got to get the glasses. I got to do that. And just because somebody else doesn't understand it or doesn't need it doesn't mean that you don't need it and, and need to do certain types of things. So Jennifer, yours does. I appreciate the feedback. And Samuel, um, uh, appreciate it. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else is here? If Michael's still on here. So I want to go live more, but so uncomfortable about where and how to begin. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Jennifer is like, it's to begin. That was the thing I used to do so often. That's what I did this week. That's why it's like, we create so many rules about what is right, what is wrong, what we should or shouldn't do. Right. Like today, you know, what's the better thing to do? Should I have this screen? Should I have it this way, this way, this way, you know, this way, you know, what, 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 what way should I have it? You know, should I, should, should, should I leave it on the screen longer? You know, should I not? When, when should I post? When should I? It's like, so what was I doing? Nothing. If you want a chance at success, you must do something. And then from there, you can iterate the something, right? I don't know what in the holy heck happened initially because like I said, I got on here in the last three I've done this week. It usually never got above three live. There's about 10 left. I don't know what in the world happened or if it's a glitch in the system of why it said 290. I think it went as high as like 330, <laughs> but you know, like who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't know what the heck was going on there, but nonetheless, like I know that me being me, and this is why I call it my clients, go, the Michael magic. Like, this is what I do. I hear things like, Granted, I'm still trying to create a situation where I have more feedback, more interaction with all of you on these things because that's my that's my super zone. I can get on here and do this, uh, but what I love the best is to hear from other people because the more I hear, the more I can help. The more context I have, the more I can help. The more I can extract out of you, the more I can bring things back to you that might be blind spots, might be things that you're not picking up from. You know, when you have a stream of consciousness and speak, the reality is there are there are language patterns and things you are saying that are literally um, stopping you dead in your tracks right now. And so um, I love this. Listening to you gives me hope. So so I think I'll listen to you in your audiobook again, the imperfect action one. Thanks. Got to log off. Battery's dying. Old phone. Appreciate it, my friend. Awesome that you're nodding the whole video. Anybody else there? Uh, I'm going to be probably wrapping up unless there's any other uh, questions, but uh, we'll see. I might go off another little tangent. But again, don't hesitate to contact me. Um, I have pricing as low as $100 a month up to $1,000 a month. And the biggest difference is really speed. Um, I realize I'm the same person no matter what. Um, I wanted to have a range that allowed a different sets of people to be able to work with me. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of like shipping, basically. You know, if you go and you want something somewhere tomorrow, you might pay 80 bucks. If you don't care if it's there for a week, you might pay eight bucks. And so that's how my coaching works. Um, I use something called Voxer. It's asynchronous. 
I don't like schedules. I don't like things on my calendar. I like spontaneity. I like to be able to go about my day however I want to go about my day, plus being able to do what I love. Um, so if you're zoomed out, burn out from scheduled things and have to show up to Slack groups and Discord groups and Facebook groups and all these things and, and have all this kind of generalized generic things, um, you know, being put out there at you and you want personalized help where you can feel understood and seen and heard. You won't be seen in this environment, um, but you'll definitely be heard and understood. And um, uh, I love it. My clients love it. I'm actually, I feel a better coach with the method I, that I use, the asynchronous method using this app called Voxer um, than I am if you get me in person or on the phone. And I could go on and on about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so definitely contact me. You get a little test drive, a little trial. I usually have a little interaction, go back and forth for 20 minutes to an hour and you get a taste for what it would be like to use that app, use that method, uh, interact with me. And if you love it, we can continue on. And if you don't, you don't have to. If you're ready now, great. If you're ready later, that's fine too. Um, just here to help. Just here to help. So I want to put out as much as I can possibly really for pretty much free. Um, and then from there, um, I work with people privately right now. That's the main thing that I do. So, um, And then if you'd potentially want to be on something in the future or have your stuff be public, um, let me know, you know, just be sure to send me a message. You can go to the mindmechanic.net as well. Um, here, just the mindmechanic.net without Voxer. You can send me a message there on the contact form. You can send me a message on Voxer or you can send me a message on, um, on Facebook. Those are really the three main places, um, that, uh, I'll help out. So question before I go, how do I stay on track with my work? I'm a solopreneur 34 vital for me to get launched and started right now. Thanks so much, Michael. I have a lot of talents. I could start business with fine art, web design, massage, dancing. Yeah. So see, there's one of those multi-potentialite, you know, multi-passionate type of things, right? So this is where I have to continue to figure out the ways at which I can get things submitted where I can hear audio and I can get more in depth because I think that, you know, when I, when I read things as much as I want to give answers, it's like, there's so much more little context, you know, being missing because it's like, where are you at right now? Do you have a business? Is there something you have momentum with? Or is it like, are you employed and you're trying to figure out what to do? And you're like, I don't know where to start because I could have a fine art business, a web design business, a massage business, dance and singing. Some of those things could intersect. Some of those things might not intersect at all. Um, and so, you know, it, it really depends. And in some ways, if a person is employed, it's like there is an idea that like, what are those things would make the most sense to start a business with, right? Certain things are easier to make money with than other things. Some things are far more difficult. You know, when I was in video, I love music videos, but boy, were they difficult to make money with. So I did music videos really more for fun. And there was other things that were easier to make money with. It didn't mean they were easy. I find nothing's easy if you don't want to do it. And that's why so many courses and programs and things that are out there have people struggling because they're selling you the result. They're selling you the, de the destination. Um, uh, but they're saying don't sell the journey. Well, the problem is that so many people are quitting and giving up because, you know, um, the journey isn't exactly what people wished it would be. So they're selling if you if you accomplish the result of this business model. You'll be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and have time and financial freedom. Yeah, but it might take you three years of real dedication to get to that point with a lot of things that you don't want to do to people, especially ADHD and neurodivergent. Like there's too much stuff that they hate or they don't want to do or causes issues for their brain and they just get stuck. And then they just feel like crap. 
It's not taking any action. And so we've got to design a life and a business that allows us to uh, lean into our strengths. So say officially, if you design clients, right? Well, if you've got, you have, I mean, short of LLCs and all that, I'm not here to get into, but like you have a business. Like if people are paying you money, you, you technically have a business. You know, I think success and business and all these things, it's like, it's so loose. Like what, what does a business mean to you? What does success mean to you? Does success mean you've got to make a million dollars, be debt free and win certain awards and have a certain amount of clients or success getting up in the morning. For some people, success is getting up in the morning. For some people, they have a business as soon as they collect a dollar. They don't have to collect $5 or $50 or $500. They collect a dollar. I have a business. We are exchanging services. Like I, you have something you need and I could provide a service to you. Um, and so maybe that's where it is. You know, I love riding my bike, but I'm not trying to start a biking company. Right? I don't love riding my bike that much. And even in my video production, what came full circle, and it's just luck and chance and timing, but like the best thing I loved out of video production was really connecting with people, talking to people, um, being with people. But at times I had spent 80% of my time doing things that, you know, for a long time I loved and, and had fun with. But over time, I grew to have a lot of stress and anxiety around. Um, yeah. So see, I'd have to dig in deeper, like, right, like. People who don't have any, you know, I've been able to make $8,500 even recently with a job that was a seed I planted in 2014. It was something with video, but it's like, I plant, I had, I've planted so many seeds in business that things can pop and $10,000 can come out of thin air only because I have thousands of seeds I've planted in video production and even in coaching through the years. So right now, if you don't, if you haven't, done a lot to build a brand, a name, a reputation and, and connections and relationships and all these things, um, then, and you don't have any momentum or have never had any momentum in video and you need money to pay the bills, then get something that can pay the bills. There's an article here. Uh, I got to save that thing. Um, one second. I'm going to try to grab this real quick. I'm not going to read this again. I read it on the live yesterday, but it's how to do what you love and make good money. And I think more people on certain levels need to be encouraged up front to actually. So it's SIVE.RS slash balance from Derek Sivers. And um, I think it's a great article that will work for some, but not for all. Um, you know, I've been entrepreneurial and been self-employed for the last 19 years. I haven't had a job since I graduated high school. I didn't go to college. But if you've ultimately not have gained any momentum in entrepreneurship, um, you need to remove the stress of like, how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to pay my bills? Right. And do something that can potentially you don't hate is fairly mindless. And uh, it's on there. S-I-V. Let me put it on here. It's on the screen now. Uh, it's on the screen for everybody. Whoop. Where'd it go? Um, so yeah, S I V E dot dot R S slash balance. It's on the screen, but like, you got to remove the stress and pressure of being needy. Uh, being needy in business is really difficult. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And so it's really good if you can have something that doesn't take up 80 hours a week and then stress you out, but something that can take care of your minimum needs. And then from there you can spend your additional time 
experimenting, exploring, testing, and trying different things to see, you know, it's like trying on clothes when it comes to business, you know, test, don't guess. You got to try on different things and, and see, do I like this? Do I not? Does this work? Does this not? You know, again, there's things you think you'll love, you'll love. There's things you think you'll hate, you'll hate. But there's things you think you'll hate, you'll love. And those things you think you'll love, you'll hate. And so you really have to test to know. Um, and then you can start doing things from there. But um, yeah, super fun today. Super, super fun. Definitely, wherever you're looking, I can stream to all these places all the time. But uh, definitely, let me grab one more link here real quick so that you have it. Um it's the mindmechanic.net slash podcast MTT. I'll put that on the screen here as well and drop it in the chat. Um, so uh, the mindmechanic.net slash podcast MTT. That links up the podcast, links up the YouTube, depending on where you're coming in. You can get on the email newsletter. No spam. I just send out an email usually once or twice a week letting know new updates. So I'm probably going to do, since I'm going to start doing three to five of these lives a week, I'm probably going to start sending a couple times a week, just update of what those are. And you can choose the ones. There'll be lots of different topics uh, that I'll be covering. And uh, you can get on the newsletter there. You can check out the YouTube, subscribe, you know, uh, uh, the podcast, leave a review. If you're on the podcast, leave a comment wherever you're listening and don't hesitate to reach out. Um, like I said, you can um, check it out and you can send me a, a message as well. Um, but I'd love to hear from you the way I help the most, I will give out as much as I possibly can for free and on these kinds of things to just share and, and shift people's minds and expand their minds and bring greater awareness. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not saying you can't win without my coaching, but it is one of the best ways that I help because I can get specific with you and your story and your situation. And, um, and there's no long-term commitments or anything else. And like I said, I have different pricing. So, uh, Whatever works for you right now, let me know. But uh, it has been an honor. It has been a pleasure. Leave some likes, leave some love, leave some comments. I look forward to hearing from you. It has been great today. I'm glad to see so many people showed up and uh, and this really resonated. And uh, if you know somebody, share this with them that you think this may help. Um, I look forward to doing more of these in the future and continuing to show up on a regular basis, doing me, doing it my way, and just having fun because I want to be an example what it looks like to, uh, to have fun. And in a lot of my life I have, and in other parts of my life I have not. And when I have not is when I have done the least financially. And when I have, it is when I have done the most. And so, um, I look forward to, uh, to hearing from you tuning up hearts and minds one at a time. So your dreams don't die in your heart, your head, or your hard drive. So keep rocking and rolling, sending you tons of love, have an incredible weekend, and we'll talk soon. Take care.